Hey guys, Ooh. welcome to episode 70 of CMD Towers oh, Brews and Builds. So I'm Mr. Commodore number 5 and my fellow host, have to tell you, PSA announcement, you should always shatter assumptions of what he will say in game. It's Big Tuck. <laughs> you know, uh, I had a, I had a run in uh, on this last Tuesday streaming where I did a little bit of this. Uh, but yeah, so it's weird because I'm so used to having a filter and using made up swear words for this <laughs> that a lot of times I forget that people don't understand how those bits work if I'm streaming or playing with someone else. Uh, now that I'm playing with both the boxing league people, who, none of which have ever heard me, and I'm streaming with Bevers. Um, but yeah, so uh, another another day, another deck that's kind of oddly put together. Yeah. So, uh, Mr. Combo, I don't know if you went to, I'm not sure if you went to maybe the spa. I know you got your hair did. I did. And I'm upset that you, I'm upset that you did. It looks great, but I'm upset that you didn't go with the recommended high fade or, or the reverse mullet. Your own personal recommendation, the reverse mullet. No, I, um, I definitely put oh, those bottle cappings in the trash. They look good, um, but I, I, you know, I'm even better because I am enjoying a delicious Rye Rye uh, Love Rye IPA from our old pals at Rock Creek. And looking at there, it's it's really it's really quite good. So, anyways, I feel I, I this week's been disjointed for me. I have no idea why. I feel like <laughs> I got back from vacation again. So, uh, how are you doing? Oh, I'm good. Uh, stopped by uh, our good old sponsor, Level One, today. Picked up November and December's uh, giveaways. Uh, talked with the awesome. Maya over there that always hooks uh, all of our listeners up with the uh, the free swag and uh, I was like hey commander spellbook green did you guys get any she was like we actually got three cases of the premium two cases of the non-premium and I was like wow what's that premium going for what are you guys gonna sell yeah. that for she's like well the market's like 225 to 250 and I was like what uh, <laughs> uh, I was really uh, and I told her I was like yeah you know I've seen some people sell them on Facebook for like 180 i'm kind of hoping the price will get down to like 150 or 120 because then maybe i would pull the trigger on a foil box uh but you know it's just so crazy and and she even kind of said yeah we, we think it's definitely going to plummet once all the stores get their inventory and stuff yeah right um but you know what well, we'll just have to see but i did buy them out of commander uh, legends boosters they literally only had four packs <laughs> left and i was like i'll take all four <laughs> i'll take them uh i also uh i did any Anyway, long story short, I went to Name Redacted Place today, and I did get a pre-order for eighty bucks, about with a bit of a discount for the Commander Spellbook. So, oh, look at that, eighty dollars! Very, mm -hmm. very glad I didn't do the hundred and twenty pre-orders that I was seeing around the, around town. Also, Spank has had one hundred and twenty dollars pre-orders, so f yourselves. <laughs> I'm done. Let's move. Let's move. Let's move right along. All right. Well, uh, thanks for tuning into the uh, this uh, Tuck Talk. Um, we're now going to introduce Squeedy Gee oh, with that rich chaos. Talks now. That's great. I don't even know Tuck how to. Talk. Awesome. There we go. Squeed, take it away. Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, hey, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good here this week. Uh, it's it's been a nice little week. A little yeah. bit of work, a little bit of magic. Uh, got my uh, defense of the heart in. That's exciting. Uh, got a shout out to Oob for making me laugh for about five minutes earlier this week on Twitter. <laughs> he tagged me in a card. There was a, a fog effect. Oh, my God. He, oh, yes. So he tagged me in this post and then he writes down. Well, let me check my notes real quick. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he'll <laughs> slot this into his 247 card restack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, Oob, you gave me a chuckle this week. I appreciate that. Other than juggle, that, juggle, juggle, juggle. 
doing good. Energy. I'm uh, I'm working on a new I think album now. I got like nine or ten songs I'm gonna start recording. Sweet. Uh, gonna have my buddy Josh, who's releasing an EP or soon, do some producing for me. So uh, we're gonna get that rolling here in the month of December. Nice, nice. That's it. Oh, okay. That's all okay. <laughs> I'm cold. We're cold. Look, we're cold right now. We got to get this thing going. Well, we haven't I, been talking I, I, for I figured Squee was going to talk about the uh, Crack Pack videos that are going to be coming up just to let the collective know Ooh. that there's some exciting things on the horizon. Thank you for the reminder. Uh, yeah, there's going to be like, I think we're going to drop probably between six and 12 Squeeze Pack Crack episodes here in the next couple of weeks. Give or take. Good Lord. Uh, Mr. Combo was so kind to, to bring me a couple of packs to... Uh, open for his drafting league here coming up and then also gave me a uh, booster box of Zendikar so we're going to fly through that uh, apparently Mr. Combo has a stores where the cards at his house and he just yeah, no of oh don't worry there's another then... there's another sealed box of Zendikar rising when you're done with that one. Oh god alright well uh, I was... I'm going I'm to get my editing you. pants on here and just start recording for like six days in a row and then uh, we'll drop out like 20 or 30 episodes for y'all I was, so I was thinking about this, right? And like, let's say that all of us distilled all of our decks down. Yeah. The three of us, right? We distilled you know all of decks have down. You only have like seven, right? I know, but I'm saying like, and your whatever piles of cards you have left over from your Facebook buys and all that crap. I'm pretty confident with the stuff oh, we that can we open have. A store. We can we can just open yeah, our own easily. store. Yeah, yeah easily. easily. <laughs> like I thought about being like, yeah, if, I was if like, ever I've got comes to the, the day where. I've got the vintage bulk flavor. You've got all the modern yeah. bulk flavor. Mr. Combo's got all the foil flavor. We're ready to go here. Yeah, I was like, I was like thinking, it's like, okay, if I ever did want to sell off like everything because of whatever reason, sure. Right? If I'm just like, I think I would just like Google new LGS in the area and just go there with like a truckload of stuff, <laughs> just be like, here's all this, here's your income for the next five years. Let's work something out. And they're gonna be like, uh, yeah, we don't have that kind of capital right now. We just bought a store. <laughs> Right. <laughs> well, if you guys do want to find out more ways to support CMD Tower and all the content we put out, you should head over to our sponsor, which is an LGS, which they probably could take some of Tuck and I's uh, singles because they're always hurting for singles. Uh, Level1gameshop.com. Uh, they sell everything that you need, sealed product, play mats, uh, everything you need from a, a tabletop gaming perspective. Um, they have a very high accuracy rating and they always have market competitive prices, even if yeah. I think Commander Spellbook Green should not be going for $250. <laughs> uh, if people are paying for it, I can't blame them for selling it. Um, I will say that they had the lowest price on Shadow Spear of any place I saw. Oh. Because I've been trying to buy those up as fast as I possibly can. <laughs> <laughs> you degenerate. Well, if you guys actually would like to put money in our pockets, so hopefully we never have to sell out of magic, uh, you should head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash cmdtower. We have four different pledge levels, and they vary from just a buck a month to $25 a month with a wide variety of different tiers. Uh, something that you heard this last Tuesday was a deck therapy. You get that perk for just being in our patron community, even for just the dollar. Um, but... As we grow our patron community, we get up to 50 patrons, which hopefully we'll uh, accomplish that here soon. We're actually going to have a CMD Tower kit and have some of you, the collective, on the cast every single month. Send you it like in this cool like gun box. It's going to be a laptop, mm -hmm, a microphone, mm -hmm. uh, some headphones. <laughs> maybe you're going to feel like Tony Stark opening this thing. Oh yeah. Wait, yeah. is that actually is that actually happening? Yeah, 100. percent Once we get to 50, we're going to do it. All right. Okay. Cool. Okay. All right. 
Alright, let's see how high we can push forward. <laughs> but if you guys can't help from a monthly perspective, but you would still like to pick up some of the swag, you see either uh, Big Tuck showing on Mr. Bever's Twitch channel, whatever I show on MTG Lexicon's Twitch channel, or even just in our quarantine battlegrounds that our other Patreon community members have, you could head over to our store, cmdtower.com slash merch. We sell everything on there. Uh, please, please go buy it. Uh, I would like to get it out of my basement so that I can buy more product to put in here so you guys can now get different stuff. That would be kind of cool. And then we're going to have the same rigmarole all over again for another year. Oh, it never like, ends. Well, we've, we've had this product here forever. Please empty my basement. But if you guys can't help us out financially, either from a monthly or one-time perspective, just share the content you're watching and listening to, because seriously, every little bit of interaction from the collective does help. And of course, Pink Royal, thanks for the music provided in the beginning and the end. And hey, stay tuned to the end so you can figure out how you can win those two Commander Legends EDH decks from Level 1 Game Shop. So Bruise and Builds is our deck tech series. Since we conquered the path to 32, we have moved on to the endless themes that EH can bring us. Each month will be a new theme, and we correlate how those decks are constructed similar to how a beer is brewed. So we broke it down into four different categories. The first one's ramp and setting your board state. That's grains. Yes, and grains are the foundation of every beer. They include both base malts and specialty malts, usually in a 60 to 40 ratio. This helps with the color, the taste, and most importantly, the alcohol content of a beer. Decks always need ways to grow, stabilize, and ramp in your bigger threats. And just like your grain profile, they're usually a mix of staples and specialty cards. And then we have, how does your board interact with all of your opponent's boards, hands, play styles? We call that hops. Yes, and hops give the beer its patented bitterness and herbal floral flavors. They grow in a variety of strands and help distinguish subcategories like this rye IPA brewed with Canuck, Citra, and Columbus hops. Could you call it a rye IPA? Uh, it could be a right PA. That's quite good. Um, our hop choices help clear and interact with the board so your deck can do what it wants. And then we have, how does your deck actually either accomplish its goals or actually win the game in some cases? We call that yeast. Yes, and uh, the last couple, I think this month, we're going to be lacking in this category yep. pretty solidly, <laughs> yep. which is exciting. Uh, but yeasts are living microorganisms that eat the sugar from the grain and poop out alcohol and CO2. It adds alcohol content and carbonation. Without yeast, you'd be drinking flat sugar water. Without yeast cards, your deck would meet the goal of actually winning the game. And then we have shenanigans. These could be pet card synergies, just random BS. Uh, a certain person throws on their decks for no reason. Uh, we call that the spice package. <laughs> Uh, and you've been very generous in this and <laughs> really try to make it work. So good on you. Uh, not every beer has them, but spices and other additives help separate a normal stock beer from a specialty one. It could be the pepper that turns a stout into jalapeno stout or the additional hops that turn an IPA into a double IPA. Not every deck has something that makes it pop, but if it does, this is where we generally talk about it. And then to cap it off, we do have a bottle capping and these will be big texanized cuts and recommendations to the deck. And as a reminder, this is a special month. So we will actually be gifting these cards and they'll be either under $5, under $50, which will be under $5 and a no budget recommendation, <laughs> which will probably be under $5. Um, I was just gonna, I was, I was just gonna say, I was going through, when I was going through this, I was like, oh yeah, this card would be a banger in here. And I was like, $45. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Your tuck pocketbook's looking a little light there. Only restriction is you can't talk about mana, only lands. So without further ado, let's get brewing. Like we've talked about, we're doing themes every month. And if you didn't tune in last week, which you should, uh, this is a white elephant yeah. month. So you've heard of the infamous Godfather. Um, me and Big Tuck have either built decks for him, given him pre-con decks. And so this month we thought it'd be fun to take his decks, break them down, uh, talk about how he is just the chaos player in yeah. physical form. Uh, but then also, Joker. 
be able to gift him actual cards to hopefully make his decks better. So today we are talking Lazav's Thrift Shop. This is Lazav Demir Mastermind. I believe this was a deck that Big Tuck had built for the Godfather. So if you want to talk about the commander and uh, what initially yeah, sure. your concept was and how it's transformed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, well, about that. Um, first off, I want to get this. Okay, Mr. Combo. How many lyrics can you do from the Macklemore song Thrift Shop or whatever that song's called? Uh, a bunch? None? Not, not many? The only thing I can think of is like uh, that ish was 99 cents, which is actually fitting for the commander because he's 55 cents. <laughs> uh, Lazav Demir Mastermind is double blue, double black, uh, legendary creature shapeshifter that is a mythic. Um, he's a 3-3 Hexproof, which is pretty cool. Whenever a creature card is put into an opponent's graveyard from anywhere, you may have Lazav Demir Mastermind become a copy of that card, except its name is Lazav Demir Mastermind. It's legendary addition to its other types, and it has Hexproof and its ability. Um, so this, I, this wasn't uh, the original commander, was it? This, I think it was. Oh, okay. I think it was this one. Um, so uh, I came to a quick realization of this. Two things. One, I've done this for a fair amount. Like whenever someone new gets into magic, like Marketing Ross, um, I think Aaron, Aaron had too much value, so I didn't give him anything. Um, oh, and, and, oh, and uh, for those playing the home game, Squee is now in a very comfortable Soho <laughs> apartment. Um, but anyway, so like a lot of times I'm like giving decks away and then I realize I like really shoot myself in the foot because I gave away like a $30 card that I didn't realize and that sort of thing. Um, I did do this one. So the other thing I want to point out is that for those with a keen eye, I've never seen the Demir Guild Kit 60 card deck and the Animal on the Rune Sage Road deck in the same room because I know for a fact half of the cards in here are from that Demir guild kit and they all have alternate art and alternate symbols because they're all in that precon. Um, so pretty much this was this was like a scrap together version of my blue black mill deck. Um, a shout out to Matt Sears from Chicago. Here we go. Um, he had a Lazav deck back in the more battle cruiser uh, days of magic that I thought was really cool and interactive. So I tried to do the best I could with the cards I had lying around. Um, and I think the times I've seen this deck, unfortunately, I've never really seen it like get yeah. off to the races. Like I know it's got, I think it's got the, and looking through it, I was actually like pretty surprised and being like, oh, there's actually like a fair amount of juice here, right? So kind kind of kind for, of for 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 the stipulations that the deck get around, <laughs> which we'll get into in a second. Um, but that's that's kind of where that's kind of where I wanted to went, go with it. I think I also had a bunch of cards from the Animatu precon, mm. or maybe it's just all from the Demir. I don't know. It all, it's all blended together. Um, but I built this for the I built this for. Um, the Godfather to kind of give him a little bit more of like an interactive, maybe kind of help him learn how to like play control, casting more instants and sorceries and that sort of thing. Yeah. And so usually when I see a Lazav Demir mastermind, I personally think of the deck is it's a clone deck and mm -hmm. it's a mill deck. And right. I see bits and pieces, but then I see a lot of cards and it's just like, why? Um, and we'll, we'll get to those. Now, I'll be now to be fair, I think comparative to the one from last week, this one has been touched a lot more. My hand, my, my fingerprints are a little more dulled on this one. Yeah, because 
I feel it's like a lot this for words, people. Yeah, I feel like this deck is a lot like my Aloro deck before we kind of took took the the butcher knife to it. Uh, it's, 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 it's trying to do way too much. There's like a right. discard theme. There's a clone theme. There's a mill theme. There's like a kind of command damage theme. There's a control mm -hmm. theme. I, I just don't know what it's trying to do. Um, but I do think there are some gems in the deck uh, that yes. that are good. But I really think that just like last week, I think I said this, but before we dove into that deck, uh, the bottle capping is really where I think we're going to be able to shape mm -hmm. this kind of unmolded clay for the most part. I feel Ooh. like this deck is kind of like, you know, what the shot wheel knowledge. you have at the bar where you like spin it and you have to take a random shot. This yeah. is like the Demir, the Demir wheel. You spin it and you just pick a random theme for that game. Uh, all right, and it's like, yeah, I guess, okay, I'm playing Mill today, or I guess yep. I'm playing Voltron, or some other nonsense. Um, a couple of things I thought were funny in here. Again, somehow, shockingly, another budget deck, $78. You all gifted uh, budget decks? I'm shocked. Yeah, well, you know, uh, you can only have so many cards. Uh, the other thing, too, that I think is funny is... His, seat, his, look, his curve, or the uh, color distribution for his mana is almost perfect it's shockingly again. shockingly close, and look at it, he has three non-basic lands in the entire deck, which is funny because I think if you go back and look at your, your and I's most expensive decks, A, their color pie... Tens could be all over the place, yep. and B, there's hundreds of dollars in the land <laughs> category alone, right? And it's so I think it kind of goes to, now again. Have I ever seen this deck have, have explosive starts? Let me take that back. Have I ever seen this deck have explosive anything? Not necessarily. So I don't know if that's a draw there. Um, Color pie is looking good, and it's coming in at a three four three CMC. Yeah, it's not bad. Which for for like a battle cruiser Demir deck yeah. is probably okay. Okay-ish, right? Like Demir doesn't really have super, super fast stuff mm -hmm. in it, I guess. Yeah, and I mean, I think he has the standard Demir, uh, you know, mana rocks in the deck. Um, so, you know, I mean, I don't know if there's anything more you could do to a lower the curve and get more explosive. I think, I think it, the deck is what it is. It's just, I think it's that mid game. There's too much yes. of that variance to where it's like, cool, turn three, I'm gonna make you discard a card. Well, turn four, I do nothing because I have a counter spell. Turn five, it, it, it's, <laughs> right. like, it's like the, the deck can't really do what it wants to do until it's like turn six, seven, and eight, and that's if you're hitting every single land drop. Then right. that, that's really where the deck kind of has its identity, I would say. Yeah, so right. I, I agree, and kind of and kind of opens up a little bit, right, yep. with what you can do. So uh, let's get into this. We're going to start with the grains and Big Tuck. Since you are the bastard father of this deck, why don't you go ahead and start? Uh, I don't want it. Uh, so uh, this is definitely, I don't know where he got this card from because I don't even own a copy. And if I had one, I certainly would give it away to anyone. Very powerful equipment, especially in a deck like this. Um, I want to start off with talking about Dowsing Dagger. Mm. A card that I don't think I don't think sees enough play, or at least in the card in the decks that we're playing. Um, so Dowsing Dagger is a two-drop artifact equipment, uh, two colors. Obviously, it's a rare coming in for two dollars and forty-two cents, which I think is about about right. Yeah. Um, when it enters the battlefield, target opponent creates two zero-two green plant creature tokens with Defender. Um, if you want to give those to Arcades, go right ahead. Uh, <laughs> equipped creature gets plus two, plus one. 
And then whenever equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, you may transform Dowsing Dagger. Uh, it's got equipped two, and it flips over to Lost Veil, um, which is tap at three mana. It's any one color to your mana pool, effectively Guild of Lotus. Um, the pirates adventured into the interior for treasure. They found something far greater, which I guess is just more mana question mark i don't know uh but anyways i think this i think this i think this card's really interesting interesting interestingly designed in the sense where it has this like weird drawback where if you're doing one-on-one and when it's printed yeah you're kind of hamstringing yourself but in this deck there is a fair amount and i i kind of want to lean i think there's a way that this could lean more into it of like evasion dot deck yeah. right there is a fair amount of like three drops especially and we'll get into that later because i've done i've done some quick <laughs> maths that have a lot of flying a lot of evasion yeah and i don't think it's beyond uh, i don't and even if you put this on your commander he's a five four hex proof i think it's going to be a target to get in when you sure. get this thing going right um it's kind of slow it's kind of it's a little slimy in in terms of its mana production yeah but i think it's i think it's really cool and i just wish i had like five copies of these but i'm not paying two dollars for it yeah i mean you say you wish you had five copies of it but do you really have that many decks you would put it in because i personally don't i think i might like like i might put it in my commander esha deck because she's flying yeah. in protection from creatures and mono white needs the gilded lotus. Needs the flip, yeah. Uh, but yeah, and I mean, look, I, I like the card for this deck. It's definitely not one I would cut. It feeds into that Voltron-esque theme, depending on whatever mm -hmm. Lazav is at the time. Um, right. And so I do think that's, because the interesting thing with Lazav is you almost think of him, and this is using the phrase incorrectly, but whatever. It, it, I'm part of this channel. I make the rules. Uh, he's kind of a toolbox commander, but not from the yes, aspect right. of my deck is providing the toolbox. It's like, whatever your graveyards have, I'm going to grab the tools that I need at the time. Mm -hmm. So he very well could have flying. He very well could have trample. You, you could have these yeah. evasion things, even if this deck doesn't provide it. And this at Agreed. least gets you the ramp that the deck does need to be able to do that late game, mm -hmm. potentially win, but probably not. <laughs> Let's be honest here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I totally agree. But uh, so evidently that wasn't yours. Nope. What's your first one you want to talk so about? So my first one is a very cool card because it's kind of like the Dowsing Dagger because of the wording on it. It says play cards. You might be able to hit land drops off of it, off of your opponent's libraries. Ooh. So we're talking about Night Veil Spectre. Uh-oh. Uh is, is that a match? Nope. Oh, <laughs> oh, uh, oh that's apparently a, a one that he's going to be. Constipation. No big deal. Yeah, that's apparently one he's cutting. Because he looked like uh -huh. he just tw uh, twixed his pants. <laughs> uh, so this is a Demir, Demir, Demir. So you could pay it in any combination of black and blue for th up to three. Um, it's a creature Spectre 2, 3, and it has flying. When it deals combat damage to a player, that player exiles the top card of the library. So with it costing three, you could have this down turn two, turn three. Not a problem. You may play cards exiled with Night Vale Spectre. I know it doesn't have the writer text of you may spend mana as though or mana of any kind, but I don't think right. that's that big of a deal. Um, I, I think early game, you're exiling hopefully mana rocks, lands, any of that type mm -hmm. of stuff. You play that off of your opponents because it does say play. And then late game, because I mean, honestly, 
who's really going to waste a removal spell on this? <laughs> Probably no right. one. And once it does die, if it does get targeted removed or combo blocked, well, if Lazav's out, now Lazav is a copy of it. So now you still Ooh. get to play the cards with it. And that's why I like it because it's good on its own. If it dies, as long as you have Lazav out, it's no big deal. You'll be able to copy it, and now you get to continue that effect um, while doing command damage. So right. I really like the card because I'm all about exiling stuff off of your opponents, but then having the option to play it. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, I... We'll be talking about this card later. Oh, I hate you. I really, so I, so I got, I don't think, I might have actually given the version of this. This was the card, this was like the first fancy card I got in China. Oh, and it okay. might be in Chinese. I hope I gave him the Chinese version so that people can get even more confused when they try to figure out what it actually does. <laughs> All right. Well, what's your second one? So my second one is a card that I love on the face, but it's one of those cards where as you continue streamlining your deck, it kind of starts getting inching closer and closer and closer to the chopping block, right? Or the guillotine or however you want to phrase that. Um, it's a vampire wizard because of yes, course. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. Oh, Let's go, baby. baby. Here we Three, go. two, one. Dusk Mantle Two-color listen to me, your creature vampire wizard. It's a four-four. It's uh, I can I can read here we go. I'm gonna take my glasses off. That's a difference. Uh, that's a fool's errand, but I'm committed. So uh, flying at the beginning of your upkeep, each player reveals the top card of their library, loses life equal to that card's converted mana cost, and then puts it into hand. Didn't even squint. Look at you. The glasses. Maybe they're like you're getting you're getting glasses LASIK where they're, they're like slowly fixing your eyes. Every time you look at the sun, it just slowly starts to burn into your retina, your prescription. <laughs> well, we uh, I don't want to get oh you can have big tucks. What is it? Tuck talk about tuck glasses. Tuck. Yeah, but here we go. Um, so I think this card, this is to me is like another perfect uh, Godfather card, mm -hmm. right? Where it's it's still got the value because you're still getting a four four with flying for four. Yep, and you're still getting in, to draw a card. Exactly, but like it can kind of punish you. It can kind of punish other people. And I think like if I'm Godfather, it doesn't even matter if I lose life. It doesn't matter, yep. right? Like, it doesn't matter to him, but someone could rip off some huge six or seven drop spell that you can then see coming, and then the other players can be like, okay, we know he has this expropriate yep. or insurrection or whatever. Um, they're going to take a bunch, and then Godfather just attacks for four at some point. Yep. And the other nice thing is that if someone does decide, ooh, I can't take that damage anymore, use the best removal card ever, murder, once again, Lazav's <laughs> out. Uh, he just becomes a couple of dusk, copy of Dusk Mantle Seer. You continue the life loss. Now your commander has right. flying and hexproof, even harder right. to be able to get that command damage in. Uh, but I 100% I agree, because actually, if you look at his mana curve, the bulk of the deck is CMC four or less. So oh, he, okay, he, cool. he's at most probably taking four, let's just call it 80% of the time. And sure, sure, on the offshoot that he does take five, six, or seven, that's probably at a point in the game that he actually needs those banger cards and he's okay taking that life loss. Because let's be honest, no one ever really swings at the Godfather. They leave him alone no. because he contributes 
no threat to the board. <laughs> <laughs> the some would say the absence of threat. Yes, at least with this deck. Now with, with that mono green deck that we'll be doing next week, very different Oof. story. That is a kill him on sight because that's a, actually a very good deck. Um, but yeah, I, I like this card. I think it does so much for a Lazav deck. Yes, uh, I, I completely agree, and I think I think. If we're talking about ways to play this deck better for the Godfather, I think I've seen him cast his commander once in all the times I've seen him play this deck. Because I think I think for him it's too complicated. <laughs> I've, I've seen him cast his commander, but a lot of times when I hear him debating if he should, he's just like, but what's it going to do? It's not really going to do anything. Right. And so that's where I think if we start getting it more to where it's like, okay, are we going more into the mill? Are we going more into clone? Then it actually right, starts right, right, right. to have something worth playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a great point. So my last card, uh, it's an instant and it's pretty great. If you okay, okay, we're good. We don't have to continue this bit. I it's, think squinting really with his glasses I, 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 on. I'm really I, I, confused I, I, right now. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, it's a card called Telling Time. Um, <laughs> fantastic card. Uh, it's a colorless blue. It's an instant, and I actually haven't seen this card ever. I kind of think really? I need to play it more. Um, look at the top three cards of your library. So basically kind of brainstorm. Put one into hand, one on top of library, and one on bottom of library. That is perfect for the early game for the Godfather because of the fact that you're in Demir, so you're not going to be rampant with ramp spells. So right. look at the top three. Oh, man, it's a Dusk Mantle Seer. Um, I don't know. Some other big CMC card and a <laughs> land. Okay, I want the land in hand. I want Dusk Mantle on top. A big CMC, you go to the bottom. I do not need to see right. you right now. Um, and so it allows, and now granted, that's if the Godfather is kind of thinking that way, which I, I don't <laughs> I don't know if he is when he's playing. But <laughs> Nobody knows how he thinks. I would, I would definitely say that's what he needs to do because that that card actually could help a lot and that's why i kind of think i want to play it more because it's like man it's not just draw the cards to get them to hand like sometimes you don't want a card in hand it's like i need you in the deck for later like maybe i have a way to tutor right. for you maybe there's something else i can do so yeah uh agreed agreed uh on board my question for you mr combo is do i need to put this back into my ninja deck telling time Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. You think so? Yeah, because think about it. Before you go, uh, or even with your ninja triggers on the stack, stack let me pay yeah. it. Look at the top three. And now, granted, I'm, am I going to tell you to cut brainstorm for it? No. But <laughs> right. I think this is a good redundancy for the deck because now you can actually set. Right. Oh, it's a good thing I did because the top two cards were combined CMC of three, and but the third one was the eleven drop. Right. 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 Yep, uh, no, you're right, uh, and I already know exactly what card I'm going to cut because I have no idea why it's still in there. <laughs> We're not talking about that deck. We're talking about this one. All right, well, uh, what is your last green card? So I always, I'm trying, I always try to find the Godfather specials, right? The ones that he put in, and they do insane And then a 5 things. for 555? Or Rhubarb Barbarb? Rhubarb Barbarb Oh, God. It's back. <laughs> there it's again. finally back. Uh, I'm talking. I thought this card was an instant, but it's a sorcery, which makes it significantly worse. But that's okay. Uh, <laughs> I want to talk about this old our old pal Energy Tap. Mm. So one blue for a sorcery. Tap target creature you control. 
add an amount of colorless mana equal to that creature's casting cost to your mana pool. Ooh, I think that's for me. This is a weird. This is a weird one, right? I'm not sure it's for me. You're not okay. I like it. I like it. But I'm, you know, my opinion on this cast doesn't matter. You know, I know my place. Good. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's turned all over. Squeeze knows his place. Stamp oh, yeah, on this the bingo is, this card. Is definitely from two Squeeze people Binder, who actually sure. read that post. Uh, so, yeah. I, I just like this because it's goofy enough. And he's, for the most part, not going to be attacking. So, to me, it's kind of like a rampant growth, but worse, right? Like, if <laughs> sure. he has nothing else to do, he can at least get, like, push himself up into some of those higher CMC cards that he wants. Um, maybe it gets him enough mana to cast, like, a big uh, removal spell or one of his, like, other goofy cards he's more interested in, right? Um, again, it's a weird deck to put it in, especially because it's only creatures you control. Yeah. But I just feel like this fits, this fits A, his play style, B, the kind of card selection that he likes, and C, this, like, weird sitting tight kind of deck that he's got. Yeah, the the biggest issue I have with it, though, is you're creating colorless mana. And, right, yeah. I mean, you know, when you look at, from a pit perspective, his deck has, like, 110, 120 pips sure. in the deck. So it's very pip-heavy. Uh, so I don't know what this colorless mana is actually going to do for him unless right. it's, you know, let me cast a couple different spells and I'm going to start trying to think of the math. I think it's just a cute card. And technically, yeah. I would have put it in spice, but it is it does generate mana, so it, it is a green. <laughs> that's one of the ones that's that's one of the ones that I give you the tip of the hat for of keeping it not in spice. <laughs> As a side note, also uh, Pip Perspective would be a wonderful website. Oof, or a new a new uh, a new post to head to the uh, to head to the CMD Tower Family Verse. There you go. Oh, the Family Verse. Wow, Family Verse. Dropping it out like that. I like it. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap up the green profile. Now we're going to head over to Hops, and I'll start this off with a card that is just crazy enough for the Godfather. It's another old school card. It punishes someone when they have a big butt on their creature and it dies. We're talking about... Okay, three, two, one, Creature Bond. Creature Bond! Woo! Colorless creature blue enchant creature. One colorless and blue enchant creature, pass turn. Uh, I already did it. Yeah, All right, I, I gotta, as the referee here, Mr. Combo said it first. You lose, Tuck. Son of a gun. <laughs> Son of a rogue gunsmith, which I'm not sure is a card. This is, is also a squeeze special. Um, if target creature is put into the graveyard, creature bond deals damage equal to the creature's toughness to that creature's controller. It makes not a lot of sense, <laughs> but it's it technically deals damage to your opponents, so it is a hop card. It is interactive, uh, and I find it hilarious, especially because more and more cards have been printed with bigger butts. Think of that. Right. Think of that zero seventeen from Commander Legends. Oh uh, yeah, the crap. Yeah, section, like what? Section, section like a crap. <laughs> Oh, God, he's gone off the rails. <laughs> I mean, just imagine throwing Creature Bond on that. It's going to be like, oh, God. Or, he's, gonna play, or he's playing die. against a, or he's playing a Phanex deck. There's lots of big butts in that oh, deck. Oh, yeah. Um, or you're just we, playing we, a 1-1 counter deck where they have a 20-20 or... 25 yeah. to Dan's Baron Toothy and he does have ways to kind of do death touch and kill things and so I could see him being very much like hey I enchant your thing and someone's like well screw you I'm gonna hit you and he's like haha death touch you die right exactly and and I think comparative to the deck the card we talked about last week where it's where 
something has to happen for this to trigger, right? Yeah. And that again plays perfectly into his thing, where it's not a, it's not, it's not just a, it's not just an outright kill card, right? Nope. No, it's too easy. It's too easy. It's too smooth. We need something that's really gonna make you think about it and work for it. And I'm sure Godfather didn't put it in here for this reason, but since the commander rule has been eroded, this now can make a, if there's a huge threat on board, a commander, they're going to pay for it, right? If they have their Rafik or whatever the case may be, some ginormous thing that has a gazillion power, gazillion toughness and power, they're going to have to pay for it dearly with a two drop. (laughs) The Godfather is just crazy enough. He would play this on turn two on your mana dork. Oh, 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 yeah. oh. No, no questions Suck asked. It. And then someone board wipes six turns later. He's like, hey, <laughs> that's one, baby. That's one right there. <laughs> All right. Well, what's your second hops card? So this is a pirate gal that i've been a huge fan of and where is he getting all these ixalan cards from it's so strange hostage taker two colorless uh black blue a two three human pirate for 367 for some reason from ixalan another rare did he go through your crap for this yeah probably okay so this is not for me no, it's not for me either. I barely, I barely opened any Exxon. But anyways, when Hostage Taker enters the battlefield, exile target artifact or creature until Hostage Taker leaves the battlefield. You may cast that card for as long as it remains exiled, and you may spend mana as though it was any mana of any type to cast that spell. So I think this is really the kind of deck... This is the way that I think I, if I was going to rebuild this, I'd try to like yeah. push closer towards, right? Oh, you um, mean pirate-themed? Yes, exactly. Lazav's out. Uh, Pirates are there's in. There's no. I, yeah, exactly. One pirate in. Uh, but I think this idea of um, the the adult cast, uh, Star City Games, brought up a really good idea of this of a seventy five percent deck. But it's because all of your cards deal with the other twenty five percent of the people at the table with you. Huh. So you're only contributing twenty five percent. Right. <laughs> okay. And then like, so, this, so, so you're playing to other people's decks, right? Where it's like, okay, oh, you want to okay. play a giant artifact. Okay, cool. I'm going to exile it. Right. You're playing a big creature. Okay. I'm going to steal it. That sort of thing. Right. And I think not only would pushing in that direction, um, get the, would that make the Godfather happier with his sort of insanity shenanigans? But I think it also plays to Lazav's theme from like a meta perspective, right? Of he's becoming things. It's only as good. Lazav is only as good as the creatures you're killing or milling, yep. right? And yeah. I think that that sort of clone steel effect would, would kind of be a really fun way to push this deck in. Yeah, I think those are all great points. A, it is 367 because of Commander Legends. I guarantee if you looked at the MTG Goldfish, it probably spiked oh, once sure. they saw all the pirates. Uh, mm-hmm. B, actually, I think this is a good card. Um, it's something, I mean, I don't run it in any decks, um, obviously, since it was in my bulk rare section. Um, <laughs> but... I, I think four mana, exile a creature, you still have a two, three body or artifact, and then you have the mm-hmm. potential to cast it and use any mana to cast it. That's pretty damn good. I right. mean, we, we live in a world where there are Kozilix and Ulamogs, and usually killing them does nothing because that shuffles it back into the library. Like, hey, I'm going to exile it, and then I'm going to cast it and get its cast trigger. I mean, that's right. a lot of different value, and I do agree. I think that would be a better direction for the deck. It's like I'm either cloning your stuff or I'm stealing your stuff or you know I'm gaunting your stuff over and over. Um, mm-hmm. You know, those types of things I think would be a better direction for the deck. But hey, we, we live in this world. 
and uh, here we are. <laughs> it's 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 the Godfather's <laughs> world. It's the Godfather's world. And we're just living in it, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. All right. Well, my second card is actually pretty pretty cool. Uh, it's one half, or I guess one quarter of Austere Command. Um, it is Ritual of Soot. Ooh, right. So two colorless, black, black. It's a sorcery. Destroy all creatures that convert a mana cost three or less. This deck will struggle. Hold on, wait, you're not done reading it. There's some, there's some stuff in italics. I can I, see it. I, I can wear my glasses. I can see it. I haven't heard a single bit. I read one earlier. All the other ones I've chosen have not had any. <laughs> on purpose. All right. Only the patrol's armor was found so tainted with the acid smell of sudden death that it could never be worn again. Oof, that's good. good. That's real yeah. good. So the reason I, I like this card in this deck is this deck is going to struggle super hard against go wide strategies. It's just not mm -hmm. going to be able to handle it or keep up. And a traditional board wipe. I mean, sure, you could do Cyclonic Rift, but neither Tuck or I are giving him a Cyclonic Rift. No. <laughs> um, that, maybe when it comes out in Commander Spellbook Blue. I guarantee yeah. it'll be in that. Oh, um, without a doubt. Yeah. Uh, and so... You can't do your traditional damnations or wrath of gods if it was in white because that's also going to get rid of Lazov. You got you mm -hmm. got to figure out a way to get rid of all the tiny stuff. But then also, it does give Lazov some options. I mean, it could be at a point in the game where maybe he needs I don't know uh, a way to pull an artifact out of his graveyard, and someone has that. What's it? The uh, goblin uh, goblin welder. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he needs it to be a goblin welder. Hey, let me sack an artifact to get this other thing back so I can maybe actually win the game. It's not going to give him bangers to where his commander is just going to like knock the socks off of people, but it's going to give him access to utility creatures. But I just think the core of it, let me get rid of all the tiny stuff and Lazav yep. lives. I think that's worth it. And this will, I, I completely agree. And this will come into, uh, this will come into a little bit more note down the road, but I can confirm there are five creatures in this deck that are three CMC or less. Five. Oh, wow. So he's, it's pretty much going to be a free go. It's pretty much going to be a free, free board wipe. Yeah, exactly. Right. And especially at damnation cost. Right. Um, totally agree. This is, this is also another, this is another card that I gave him that I wanted, I've wanted to work so bad, but it's yeah. always just been one. It, it's always been there. And then you, you know, open a pack and it just goes right out, you know, it, yeah. it sucks, but I hope he can find use for it. Who, yeah. who knows with him? <laughs> All right. Well, what's your last hop card? So this is another card that I gave him. Uh, it's an enchantment. And I think it's a cycle from uh, Plane Shift that I've always really liked. And I just cannot, I can't figure out where to use them in a deck, right? I've had hmm. this one in a bunch of different ones and it just doesn't, I just can't, I can't get to go there. Um, but in this deck, I think it's hysterical. So we're actually talking about Seer's Vision. Oh, it's great. You like this? For this deck. For this deck. Okay, cool. Um, I was like, this is the antithesis of a Mr. Combo card. Uh, two colorless and Demir. That's blue-black. It's a rare enchantment. Uh, it's actually from Invasion. Pardon me, Vorthos nerds. I suck it. Uh, all oh, is it, it's also, isn't that supposed to be Urza in the art? 
I think so. If that's, or, or if that's, that's the, the lore behind it. If that's the, the blind seer, if that's yeah. a blind seer, which I'm assuming it is because it's from that block and just says Seer's Vision. Uh, yeah. So all opponents play with their hands revealed, which I think is the real reason why you want to play it. Yep. And then the latter is Sacrifice Seer's Vision. Look at target player's hand and choose a card from it. That player discards that card. Play this ability only the time you can play Sorcery. So... Yeah, I think it's really I think it's really, really cool. And I think it's a very fun kind of casual, you know, everyone's playing with the chips down and trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I think, again, with the, with uh, the Godfather's play style, it's just totally on theme of sowing chaos. Everyone knows what everyone else has mm-hmm. besides him, but no one cares what he has because he has cards like Seer Vision <laughs> in his hand. Um, and then if, if you need to do something that's problematic and bend something, you can. I, I, it's such a cool card and it's it for me, it's floated between so many different decks that I just sure. never could find a home for. And I, and I think I have seen him cast before and I could see that he gets kind of excited being like, whoa, I know something <laughs> that you don't know. Except everyone knows because everyone could see it. <laughs> Exactly, but but he's still he's still got the cards. He's still got the cards in front of him. Oh, oh, I gotcha. Um, yeah, so I like it, and I'm gonna have to retract a previous statement. I thought he had a fair amount of discard in here. He has like five spells that discard. Because <laughs> uh, what I was gonna say, um, Seer's Vision's great for this deck because it allows him. Because usually. Whenever you play a discard spell, it's usually target player. And so now right. with the hands revealed, it's like, oh, I see you have that. And usually the way I would do it is, oh, I see you have these counter spells or I see you have this interaction. I yep. will choose you the way the Godfather does it. It's like, ooh, that's a cool creature. I'd like to be a copy of that. Discard it. Right. Uh, so uh, I think it's perfect for his play style. And I think if we go more towards that discard themed, this mm-hmm. will definitely be a uh, helpful card. Yeah, I completely agree. All right. Well, my last one is uh, it is actually one of the discard cards. Um, I'm once again, I'm surprised I don't play this card more. Smallpox. Oh, it's insane. Uh, it's black, insanely black, good. Sorcery. Each player loses a life, discards a card, sacrifices a creature, then sacrifices a land. Take away a few things and a rebellion may ensue. Take away everything and the oppression will be occupied or accepted <laughs> as fate. Uh, this is perfect. This is the absolute best Godfather card. Once again, I could see him doing this on turn two uh, oh, yeah. just to do it. Uh, but it, it, for Lazav, it does A, he's going to get potential copies of creatures as long as they aren't tokens. Well, no, he could even become a to- copy of a token if he wants because it just it gets, does get put into the graveyard. Right. So uh, he gets three creatures to maybe be a copy of or four because he has to sacrifice one himself. But then he has another four potential depending on what people discard. And yes. th- if you play this right, it's hopefully later in the game where hands are sparse. And it's like, I'm probably going to get anywhere from four to eight creatures to pick from. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah, I I am actually surprised you don't run this in any deck. Yeah, to be honest I know. with you, it's so good for two. It's like an eight for one. I know. Uh, what about your itty bitties? You don't care about the land. You don't really care about the land or the creature. I mean, I kind of do care about the land. My commander costs five. Oh please, it's fine. It's easy. You got, there, you got your you, ball coverage, your herborgs. Yeah, but you've played that deck enough to where it's like, oh, 
miss a land drop and I'm using demonic tutor to go get a land. <laughs> and I like, I like how you all, I don't know if people at home got this, but when you say I have played that tech enough, you mean literally I have run it because I think I've run it three or four times. Yep. I like when we used to be able to do our mashups. Yep. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I still think it's solid. Um, coming near a mono black discard deck that I might've just picked up so, from uh, Den Wads. Well, there you go. Well, I think that's going to wrap up. Is that what you're asking about that tiny bones for? Mm Mm-hmm. Gross. Mm-hmm. Well, that's going to wrap up the hot profile. Now we're going to head over to yeast and maybe potentially how this deck wins. Question mark. Uh, Big Tuck, why don't you start? We got, I think it wasn't last week. We only had 10 yeast as well. Uh, I think you're right. I think yeah. you're absolutely and here right. Here we are. We, we have 10 <laughs> yeast what if again. the Godfather is such a mastermind that he only has 10 yeast in every deck? Exactly. He's, he's been, building true 75% decks. He's, he's, only, he's, he's literally just been listening to every episode behind our behind our backs and knows that what we're going to do with it. Uh, so I'm going to do this guy. It's, it's an artifact, but it's also kind of a creature. And um, I like this card a lot, uh, mostly because I like a lot of mill sub themes. And I think this thing, mill and discard helps a lot. So I want to talk about the Hordest of Bones, which some people would refer to as the Bone Horde. Uh, Bone Horde is a four colorless artifact equipment. Uh, it's a rare. Also, guess what? From the Rogues Precon, figure it out. <laughs> there it is. Uh, living weapon. When it, this equipment enters the battlefield, create a zero zero black germ creature token, then attaches to it. A crypt creature gets plus X plus X, where X is the number of creature cards in all graveyards yep. equipped to. I think that's the biggest. There's that's the biggest thing in why I think this card is really good, especially if you're trying to play like a Voltron build, which is sort of is, and like a little bit of everything. Um, there is a lot of cards out there where it's really focused on your graveyard, right? It gets it gets plus X plus X plus blobbity blue for cards yeah. for creature cards in your graveyard, right? Which is fine if you're playing a bomber shell or whatever sort of deck where you're it's all about putting stuff into the graveyard and pulling it out and getting value sure. from it going in, value and all that crap. But if you're playing a mill deck, A, you're already fighting because you effectively have to deal four hundred or whatever amount or <laughs> what do we what do we calculate down to? It was like three hundred and eighty something or another. Uh, are you talking about the from a mill perspective? Yeah. No, it's so way it's less three, than that. So you have three players. Three, so, you have three players with hundred card decks. You take out the commander. And so, so that's, that's ninety nine times three. So you're talking two seventy, two seventy nine, two eighty what's that? Two eighty two eighty eight and then two ninety seven. So two ninety seven and then if you also minus out the seven draw seven cards they draw at the gates. So you take out twenty one. Yeah, so it's what something uh, two sixty six. Yep, I think is the math right. Minus whatever, but so you're effectively playing against two hundred sixty six life points as opposed to one hundred twenty or whatever yep. the math is there. So you kind of have to play a lot of effects where people are discarding, people are milling that sort of broad um, that sort of broad play yeah. style. And a, and a card like Bone Horde is really going to help you get there more so than 
you know, just your own graveyard, just somebody else's, just one of the target players. I mean, honestly, Bonehorde's probably a card that more people should run in their mill decks is just an alternative to like, mm. I can't win off mill. I need some way to win off of damage. Because, you know, right. sometimes someone has that Nexus of Fate or a Kozilek or something. At least Bonehorde right. can actually get in real damage and get it done. Totally agree. So I'm a big fan of it. I think that now that it's uh, a quarter, it's a gumball as CMD Tower would say. Is that what he says? Mr. T? Is that his uh, bit? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Until we took it, until we took it over. Suck it, Mr. T. Uh, but yes, Bone Horde, uh, a classic in this deck, really is going to try to get you where we're going. Yep, for sure. All right. Well, my first one, it's a seven drop. But let me tell you, Lazav's going to be real happy when it attacks because it has a great effect. Uh, he will swallow your deck. It's a fleet <laughs> swallower. Five colorless blue blue creature fish. And I can just see the Godfather's face when he plays this. The <laughs> yeah. oh, uh, that was a great impression. Very well done. Whenever Fleet Swallower attacks, target player puts the top half of his or her library rounded up into his or her graveyard. And the key there is target player, not even the player that Fleet Swallower is attacking. Right. Um, Captain, I think that island is following me. <laughs> I can sense the panic. And I mean, seriously, this is something that, you know what? Um, he's playing with Squee. Squee has his like 10 or 12 Reese or tokens out. And so the Godfather's like, well, I don't really want to attack and have Fleet Swallower die. Maybe Lazav's not out because that's the other cool thing is Lazav yeah. just become Fleet Swallower and then he does it too. <laughs> uh, but it might be one of those, you know, I don't have that option. I don't want to lose this guy. I just paid seven for it previous turn. But hey, uh, Mr. Combo is playing his uh, a Traxa deck, his Planeswalkers, and he has just like a couple soldier tokens and that's it. Right. Swing it at him, but Squee, I'm going to have you mill out half your library rounded up because you're the one player with all the tokens I can't deal with. Or, you know, what other rigmarole? Maybe someone has like all the enchantments, so it costs like seven or eight to attack them. Okay, I'll attack the guy, other guy for free. I'm going to make you mill half your library. Right. It's a perfect card. And the fact that Lazav then gets, you know, in theory, at that point, probably what, 40 ish cards to look at? 45? Easy. Easy. And, and yeah, I completely agree. And, and, to your point about playing against people who are running their decks out quickly, right? The token decks, a lot of times if they're playing in one version of green, they're gonna be playing creatures, drawing cards, playing more creatures, right? Yep. And they're decked by the time this card even gets cast on turn, in, <laughs> in fairness, in this deck, turn, I don't know, 10 yeah <laughs> or whatever it might be they might have played themselves out of their own deck enough where it, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard for them to come back from something this big right and even if even if the creatures that you get are just you know rampaging bailoffs what yeah sure whatever <laughs> um, it might be it might be enough if you play a fool if you're playing a fool who's playing rampaging bailoffs it's certainly enough for uh certainly enough for them to get it bent to the graveyard yep all right, what's your second yeast? All right, I'm 99% sure that you have this because we talked about it on this cast. I would wager to guess five other times. Okay. And it's a horror that just got some sick new artwork as well. Really? Nope. It's so, it was such an easy choice. We're talking about consuming aberration for the nineteenth time. Of course, I'm not going to talk. Oh God, it's consuming aberration. The new grafted exoskeleton. 
It might as well be. It's it's incredible. Pretty um, sure they also came in a uh, set up uh, precon here recently. It did. I believe it came in both the precons as well. <laughs> so imagine my, imagine my surprise. So one thing that's funny too. Um, we'll just get this done. Yeah, it did come in both the precons. I told you. Consuming aberration. Three colorless, black, blue for a creature horror star star. It's a uh, rare for fifty cents. Its power and toughness equal to the number of cards in your opponent's graveyards. Whenever you cast a spell, each opponent reveals cards from the top of their library until they reveal a land card, then puts those cards into their graveyard. Gross. It's insane! It's so good! Um, and did check. I guarantee for a fact I gave him the one that came from the guild kit that I bought. And sure enough, it just got reprinted with new, insanely cool alternate artwork <laughs> in the new uh in the new Demir deck. So again, I'm right. They just Photocopied that one. They're like, okay, we have we have piles of these left over. How many of these can we reprint? What do you mean reprint? I don't know. I don't work at Wizards. Just figure it out. Okay, that one gets a new art. This one maybe gets a new art. That one doesn't. So wait, it's are so you saying they brought in Oprah as a consultant? And she's like, you yes, get new art. You yes. get new art. Exactly. Um, but I mean, if you're playing any semblance of Mill, if you're playing, De and actually, you know what? I'm gonna take. I just say back. run this in a, just a normal game, normal deck. Think, yeah, for sure. I think if you're, I think if you're running to mirror, it's hard pressed not to have this card. In, yeah, in why the, wouldn't yeah. you? It's so I, good, right? I've I, had this I, card at, at no fewer than a seventy-five, seventy-five before. Right. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't run it in my demir because it's zombies, and that just doesn't make any sense because it's tribal. Right. Uh, but I'll tell you, uh, if I end up, and I do think, I know initially I was on the whole Jeruda uh, Doom of Depths mm -hmm. uh, train yeah, yeah, yeah. for my next demir deck. I think I'm gonna build the Arumi of the Dead Tide deck. Oh, this thousand percent is going oh, in for that. Sure. Could you imagine how filthy that would be? Gross. No, it's it's insane. Um, I, yeah. I would say, for the most part, I'm not going go out there. Because here's the problem. Oh, he wants to say it. He wants it's, to it's say it's, it's, it's a Demir standard. I'd say it's a standard. It's, it's a standard, standard, right? Yeah, yeah okay. it's not a staple. Yeah. It doesn't go in it's, every Demir deck or color yeah, deck that runs both the colors. Like, I'm not going to run this in my Planeswalker deck. It just right, doesn't, yeah. why doesn't would, do why anything Why would you? Because you're casting yeah. one spell a turn, right? Yeah. And in, and in similar scope, for the same reason, I wouldn't run this in my Ninja's deck. Because yeah. it doesn't do near enough for its casting costs, right? It's way too slow. Yeah. But it's definitely a standard insofar as if you're trying to, especially for what? Thank you, Nekuzar. I would run it. Nekuzar would be great, yeah. Ooh. With all the wheeling that you're doing, why wouldn't you? The wheels are turning. That oh man, he's he's excited. Oh man. I just love this card. I think it's great. <laughs> I think it's an awesome card. So yeah, I would say this, like I would agree with the standard and the fact that if you buy this for 50 cents yeah. and you're building decks, you will find a home for it, right? Yep. It's an easy slot in. And then if you figure out that it's too slow or whatever, you can slot it out. But love me some consumer aberrations. Well, the card I'm gonna talk about has my favorite mechanic, top two. Cypher. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Three, two, one. Stolen identity. Four colorless, blue, blue, sorcery rare. Uh, it's 35 cents. Also printed in the Demir <laughs> Guild Kit. Also printed in the Rogues deck. So figure it out, assholes. Uh, four colorless, as he said. Uh, create a token that's a copy of target artifact or creature. Cypher. Uh, for those who don't know, yes. it's a bunch of italics. Cypher, uh, then you may exile the spell encoded. 
There are so many dumb mechanics that only came out in one set, which is this one, which I think is Dragon's End or something, whatever. Then you may exile a spell encoded on a creature you control. Whatever that creature deals combat damage to a player, its controller may cast a copy of the encoded card without paying its mana cost. Dope. It's, it's a cast trigger. So we just talked about consuming aberration. Yep. Uh, we want to create clone copies. And you know oh what? You throw this on Lazav. He has hexproof. Target removal isn't going to do it. Is someone going to waste a board wipe because of this? I'm going to venture to say no, unless there's a, unless there's a consuming aberration on the battlefield. Could you imagine having that stolen identity uh, can make a copy of consuming aberration, put it on Lazav, and, and then attack Cypher and do it again? I'm not. So I think even better consuming aberration turn five, right? Turn yeah. six land. Uh, stolen identity, new consuming aberration, <laughs> consuming aberration trigger, this consuming aberration attacks for 50 at somebody <laughs> or whatever, right? It, it's, it's really good. I will. So this is, I would wager to guess that the oob would say that this is a casual catnip card. Cause it's a, yeah. you, six it's a, a lot. little, it's a little slimy in the sense of both it's six, right? And B, you still have to deal combat damage to a player with mm -hmm. the creature. But again, if you're playing this right deck like this one, where there's so many creatures that have some semblance of evasion, you're sure. gonna figure you're gonna find someone who's not who doesn't have a flyer or anything else, right? Yep. And that's actually a perfect segue to my last yeast card. It's simple, it's boring, it's flight. I think yeah. that's an actual wow. yeast card for this deck. So one blue, enchant aura, enchant creature, enchant a creature as flying. Those who claim to know the world in its entirety rarely have the requisite perspective. Ulmaris the Wise? Yeah, sure. well, well known in magic lore. Yeah. Just a little PSA. Uh, if you're if you're talking about old blue cards, they all came from Squeezebinder. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I like this card because... Yeah evasion is the one thing let me rephrase that combat evasion is the one thing Lazav does not have uh, <laughs> evasion of any type considering your aberration doesn't have you know your bone horde germ has no evasion of any kind yep. this is a great way that depending on where the godfather is at any point in the game he can give the creature he needs flying to be able to get through yes our particular playgroup does see more flying than we ever have before um, yeah that's weird yeah it just came kind of and we're seeing more mill than we've ever seen before mm -hmm. um I don't I don't know why you why Sir Nathan and Marketing Ross hate us and, and Duffman <laughs> and, and and terrifying Tyler. I just don't get it. Terrifying um, Tyler. The T squared. <laughs> so yeah, flight, slam dunk in this deck, being only one mana, you just uh, only way it would be better is if it was an equipment, you know, if he yeah. did cobbled wings or something. Mm. Um or what's that? Isn't there like a sandals card that kinda does something similar? Yeah, um, Fleet Feather Sandals, but I think in this deck, um, you really only need this once, right? This isn't something yeah. that you're gonna plop down. You're gonna wait till you have the Fleet Swallower, Swallower, mm -hmm. till you have the Consuming Aberration, till you have something. It's a one. Sh it's effectively you're playing it like a, a one shot. shot, right? Yeah. And if you get multiple shots out of it, even better. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Totally agree. But it works. It's which is weird. 
All right. Well, that's going to wrap up the yeast package. And now we're going to head over to the spice. And I'm going to keep talking. This is actually a $10 card. Don't know where he got it from. Um, <laughs> and I I kind of get why it's in here. And I kind of don't. So we're talking about Helm of the Host. <laughs> Question yeah, mark? it's weird. <laughs> Uh, four colorless legendary artifact equipment. It's a rare uh, forged out of my gosh. I'm gonna have to zoom in on my screen. I think it's a flowstone. That is super small. Whatever. Uh, yep. Uh, 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 hit, oh, hit, hit. Forged out of flowstone for the queen of Vesuva. So, uh, at the beginning of combat on your turn, create a token that's a copy of equipped creature, except the token isn't legendary. If an equipped creature is legendary, the token gains haste, and it costs five to equip. Like, I get it. Having multiple Lazavs <laughs> would be cool. And I guess multiple Fleet Swallowers. I mean, but all of that stuff you're accomplishing for actually less mana with stolen identity than you are with this <laughs> and it gets ciphered and so in theory you could do it again that turn um and so i get it it it, it is a spicy card to have in the deck i guess i leave it at that yeah and i think to your point i think he only has two legendary creatures in the entire deck one of which is yeah. the commander and then the other one's murko vosk yeah I Which he's right. never going to cast because this is going to get killed on sight. I may have to try and, and work up a trade with him for uh, Kukusha. That would be a. Uh, yeah, be good. it's really good. All right, Big Tuck, what's your spice? So I'm gonna I'm gonna rewind back to a year ago, April, when Mr. Combo shows up late to my party because he forgot the date that it was with a box of commanders, and I was really excited because I figured he was gonna give me that collector's edition scrubland or something that you had, um, no, no. and then I was gonna slot it right into a deck. Instead, he shows up with Urtai, which have, we have talked about on this podcast, I believe, right? We have At some point, yeah, we have on okay. the podcast and on a uh, weatherlight report. Right, yes. Very so early. I was really excited. Well, I wasn't, but now I kind of am because it's actually one of my favorite decks that I have. So I was like, okay, great. I'll do Urtai Curses. I've wanted it. Bam! There's one card that I've always liked, and it's going to be great, and I know it's just sitting in my binder, right? I'm going to go get it right now. I think I did it like the day after. I stumbled around. Oh. Couldn't find my glasses. Almost threw up. All that stuff. Flipping, flipping, flipping. What? Did I mix it in with my one drops in my binder? I like tore my house apart, right? Couldn't find it. And that you gave it to the Godfather? Then I sat, like, I sat down in my recliner and was like, where did that go? And I was thinking, it's like, Okay, I gave Denny, I gave Denwad a bunch of discard stuff. Oh, I totally put Curse of Vengeance in that stupid pile that I gave to David as the Godfather, like a moron. Um, and then I'd go spend $2 on it. Um, Curse of Vengeance is a one-drop enchantment. Uh, it's one black enchantment or a curse. Uh, it's a rare enchant player. Whenever enchanted player casts a spell, put a spike counter on Curse of Vengeance. When enchanted player loses the game, you gain X life and draw X cards, where X is the number of spike counters on Curse of Vengeance. I really, really, really like this card. I like the artwork. But do you like ever see design. it really, really work? Because I don't. No, not a single time. <laughs> and I will tell you this. Um, I've never seen him cast it. And I, I think Davis would like this card if he ever got around to drawing it, which I'm not sure well, if he Well, no, has. He, I, I've seen him cast it. It's just yeah. the person never dies while the person that casts it's still around. The So the most value I ever got out of this card ever in the entirety of my life 
was I was playing, I do have a copy of my Curses deck. It's a one drop, so I played it, triggered, drew a bunch of cards off of whatever rigmarole I had going on, bounced it, it came back into play, I, that's it. The only thing that was exciting, it's a one drop, that's an, enchant, that's an enchant player. I wish it was, but I feel like, and also this might be indicative of our play style and kind of where commanders, commanders went, um, where even if you do plop this on someone, like it's so easy to be like, I'll just like that. He, he's only got four life. I'm gonna focus on someone else, right? As opposed to knocking this one person out. Yeah. And I think if we were playing something, the, I saw this card do monster work on SCG Commander Versus. Um, but they also have incentives to knock people out because of like points yeah. and that sort of thing. As opposed, as opposed to have like a more casual game, if you will. Um, so in that regards, I guess I don't. I'm not that upset that I it's in here because I just went and bought a new one. Um, but I had to talk about it because I literally tore my game room upside down trying to find it. Yeah, for two dollars for a wow. dollar eighty five. I gotta I say, saw- for I gotta say, for somebody that has, I would estimate thousands and thousands of dollars worth of cards. You complain more about cards that are under two dollars <laughs> than anyone I've ever because met. it's such a waste. Because I know I own them or I have owned them at some point. I just hate going and buying another card that's specific and so narrow. You know what? I'm going to go full deck. Godfather on you. How much time is two dollars worth to you in your actual? Evi- in evidently, your actual job? evidently, when I'm hungover and on the verge of tears <laughs> the day after my birthday, then evidently it's worth quite a lot of time. <laughs> so. Uh, I would have cut this card in the bottle capping if it wasn't one CMC. Yeah, that's the that's the only yep, reason I left it's, it's it in the only deck. Saving grace, and the fact that I know that the Godfather does get uh, giggles af- off casting this on right. someone. Uh, if there was another curse for one mana that was in these colors, I'd put it in. I don't even care what it is. <laughs> uh, I would just because this card just never works. It, it's, 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 it's such a pain in the ass to keep a track of, like how many spike counters, like and trying to keep right. track of all this stuff because then it's just like it doesn't matter you're not gonna die like while that person's still around no one's gonna get rid of it yeah yeah yeah. now we're on to the bottle capping and as a reminder these are gonna be big tucks and eyes cuts and ads for the godfather for christmas that'll be under five dollars under fifty dollars under five dollars and a no budget (laughs) recommendation which will also be under five dollars uh (laughs) that we will add to the deck uh the only restriction is no mana only lands so big tuck why don't you help round this out start it off which what are you gonna cut for under five and what are you gonna add so I'm gonna cut Night Vale Spectre. Um, you tool. I know, um, but I even made a good case for it. I agree, right? Which is a lands case, which is fine. But it's I, fine. I feel like that's and I played this card before, <laughs> and when I first started playing Commander, I realized I was like, okay, I can get everything, right? And mm-hmm. I remember like I was like playing with the group, and I was like, okay, you, you know, mono red player, haha. Right? And then they're like, okay, cool. Uh, two red and two colorless. And I'm like, okay, great. I'm gonna tap these manas. And they're like, wait a minute. You can't only play them, you can't cast you can't yeah. cast them using any mana. So there's another card that's better than this, which I'm not gonna go into, but I thought this was a great time to bring in my favorite command my favorite going on record right here, favorite Subgame of Commander. Monarch. We're taking out the Specter. We're putting in the Court of Cunning. Mm. Colorless blue blue, hot off the presses for a dollar. It's an enchantment right from Commander Legends. When it enters the battlefield, you become the Monarch. At the beginning of your upkeep, any number of 
Okay, any number of target players each mill two cards. If you're the monarch, each of those players mill ten cards instead. A throne built on wisdom cannot be toppled. We're going in a little bit more on the mill theme. We yep. need it. Two. This is three mana for at least, what, six cards, which is insane value already, repeatable. I think it's unlikely that anyone's going to blow this up until they realize this is what always happens in the middle of my experience. Like people either get on it and get on it fast. They're like, okay, whatever. Everyone's doing it. Fine. Yep. Like, oh, well, there goes that. There goes that. But he gets screwed too. Mm -hmm. um, and again, he doesn't have a ton of defenses in this deck against like getting losing the monarch, but people are going to draw spells. Um, just I love the monarch so much, and they just give me a whole slew of new cards to be able to play to it. So I, I couldn't help myself. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's fine. Um, I I I do agree. The Godfather does like the weird sub game stuff, mm -hmm. so I think he'd enjoy the the Monarch and being able to plamp out a Big Tuck Monarch token available at cmdtower.com slash right merch. Um, they're nice. They're metal. And, they're yeah, they're, they, they great. feel great. And I I do agree. This deck could use ways to draw cards, but most likely it's not going to keep the Monarch. But then it's just going to flow around to a lot of people. A lot of people yes. are going to do the whole big tuck. Like, hey, hey, let me just hit you for one. I just want. I just need one. I just need. I just need to draw a card. Let me get a taste. Let me get a taste. Let, let, let me let me it's get a little flip slap in a big tuck's normal life. He's <laughs> actually he's the one that's agreeing to take the one finally. Me? Oh, I'm always down for it. Pass the hat. As, uh, uh, I played with Duff, and he's like, all right, I want the hat. Give me the hat. He didn't, yep. he didn't call it as anything else. He just said, I want the hat. So, Corden Cotting, <laughs> again, um, I I just think it does what this deck wants and gets that, gets the best sub-theme sub in the game of Magic online. Sure. All right. Well, my under five, I know it's going to be blasphemous, <gasps> but I'm cutting Swiftfoot boots. Yeah. Yeah, uh, two colorless artifact <laughs> equipment. Equip creature has hexproof and haste. Equip one. Uh, not even gonna bother reading it. Is it? Uh, oh, it flavor is the text. <laughs> yeah, um, and, and the reason, guys, is his commander has hexproof already on the body. I don't think the haste piece is worth it. And if it was, then no. you just run lightning greaves. Yeah, one hundred percent. So, uh, yeah, Get, cut that for one of my favorite cards also getting more on the mill theme i think Minecrank should go in here Ooh. yeah yeah coming yes. at a cool three dollars and fifty cents holy hell just, still I, I, is it really i just got one of these yeah i just ordered one of these like last week yowza for the uh, uh the room oh, i thought that was we've cheap. been talking about all day i figured 350 was cheap for it i thought it was more expensive wasn't it yeah i, I ordered like a Japanese or Chinese version of it or something like that to get it cheaper. Hmm. So two colorless artifact. Whenever an opponent loses a life, that player puts that many cards from the top of his or her library into their graveyard. Damage causes by loss of life. Let go of your memories and be reborn. Agent etchings plate 106 passage 27. So I, I think this is great for him yeah. because it doesn't state whenever you cause an opponent mm -hmm. to lose life or whenever you deal combat damage to an opponent, it's just whenever they lose life. Like um, MTG Lord of Leaves pointed out and blasted me on Twitter when I killed myself with Mana Crypt and Ancient Tomb, I did dealt 31 damage to myself. Well, that's milling 31 cards. Right. That's 31 opportunities for Lazav to become other things. Yeah. Uh, Mindcrank is a card that does put people on tilt, <laughs> but yes. a lot of times people just don't have anything to deal with it until they get that artifact removal. Cause I mean, right. look, could you imagine mine, mine crank or sorry, court of court of calling 
someone else gets the monarch then you play mind crank and it's like yep pass it on and people are gonna be like dude i want the monarch and i'm gonna hit you and be like no please i don't want to mill right it's gonna happen and then they get the monarch and then they're gonna get hit and have to mill and then they're gonna lose the monarch and it's just gonna be this weird like domino game that just continues so i think this would just be awesome so question on that do you think this is worth Putting so I'm I'm reshaping my uh, Marquesa deck into the Monarch deck that I always wanted to be right. Sure, I'm doing a bunch of cuts. I'm so excited, right? Like it's already been one of my favorite decks, but a lot of it is like kind of this incidental damage. The way that you've described this, I think you're right. I think this should go in there, right? Only if, because whenever I've seen you play your Monarch deck, you do have a lot of stuff to where you become the Monarch right. like, off of ETBs. And so I think this I think this is the card you want in that deck if you plan on not being the Monarch. Mm-hmm. And, when I've, and when I've played it recently, that's how it's been. Uh, like, okay. yeah, come on over for a damage. Yeah, come on over for a damage. Well, he's a Monarch now. Do you want to draw a card, right? Like, send it around. So... I like it. I, I'm a huge, huge fan of it. What a, what a great pull. And busting out the penny books for it. So look at that. Yeah, yeah. All $3.50. <laughs> think my well, dinner well, at Shake know, Shack was more it, expensive. It, it's, it's more than $2, so he's got, a, he's got a quandary here. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> entirely too expensive. All right, Big Tuck, for your under 50, uh, what are you going to cut? What are you going to add? We're going to cut Unearth. Uh, it's pretty easy to do in this deck. Uh, one black for a sorcery. Return target creature card with converted mana cost three or less from your, your graveyard to the battlefield cycle for two. Guess what? As I made mention earlier, there's five <laughs> cards that this can target. It cannot target your commander and drawing two. Drawing, discarding and drawing one for two in black is not near good enough, right? So we're going to go with the classic. And I am still shocked that this card is as low priced as it is. Um, and maybe it's going to go up. I don't know. We got to get some maddening cacophony up in this deck. <laughs> oh my got God. To. You have to. It's so I good. also just ordered this. This is like, this is like what? Anawan 2.0? This is great. It is. Oh, like, I'm it. telling you, it's, it's the exact same deck because I built it off of the deck that they based Animal on too. Um, but anyways, Maddening Cacophony, um, it's about a uh, buck-ish. Uh, colorless and a blue, uh, kicker with three colorless and a blue. Each opponent mills eight cards. If the spell was kicked, each opponent uh, mills half their library, round it up instead. Chase traced Nahiri to the singing city, but the magic of the ancient ruins threatened to overwhelm his mind. Uh, it's just, it's just insanity. Like, it's so nuts. I can see, I literally could just see the Godfather playing this on turn two every time he draws it. It's like, yep. oh, here we go. Doesn't matter. Everyone mill eight. There you go. Yep. You stack it up with your Minecrafts of the world. You stack it up with whatever's of the world. It just adds up so quick, so fast. It's just insane. Modular. Yeah. You, and, let you make a choice. And for a dollar. Yeah, why not? Right? I drew a vampiric yeah. tutor, and uh, that vampiric tutor went into the deck, and it's only going to be targeting this card. That's it. <laughs> it just reads a second collection, a second version of this card. Right. So, gotta, gotta well, get mad. Gotta get mad in here. Gotta get. Well, mad. I, I I like the fact that you and I have kind of synced up, even though we and we purposely, you know, for for the collective, you guys should know this. We do not sync up beforehand to know what cards we're picking and what cards and themes we're talking about. And I really like the fact that there were so many different ways that this deck could have gone. But you and I both aligned to the mill because it, and, and but the thing is though it's not like we're trying to mill people to zero and do lab man wins. It's right. we're milling because we want more toolbox things for Lazab. Exactly. To come. 
We're playing, we're right. playing a, a lot of people, and we've talked about it on the cast before, of like people don't play the graveyard as a toolbox, and it absolutely is. So now we're just oh, enhancing yeah. that toolbox by threefold by everyone yep. else's. So I, for my under 50, so stupid why this card's in here. We're cutting Ixadron. <laughs> like, why? 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 Uh, three a, colorless. No, no. It's stupid. It's stupid. <laughs> three colorless blue, blue. Creature illusion. The only thing it is is it, it's funny if the Godfather plays it's it. It's like and he a laughs. pseudo board wipe, quote unquote, pseudo. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I, I turn everything into two twos. But good for you. Uh, as Exodron enters the battlefield, turn all other non token creatures face down. They're now two two creatures. And you know, the funny thing about this is when we did his deck last week, that foil special edition Exodron he has is one he got from uh, uh, the goad because he didn't have one but he has one in this deck oh. that he could have easily just put over <laughs> did I give him this by accident? I don't think so I don't think I own a well, copy it's of 35 this. cents oh, so. yeah. uh, Exodron's power beauty. and toughness are each equal to the number of face down creatures on the battlefield sorry I, I don't even need to go into why you get rid of this other than the fact that this could do a one-sided board wipe if you cast Ixadron, flip everything, and then do ri uh, Ritual of Soot, because then everything is a manifest okay, card yeah, or okay. a face-down card with zero CMC. Like, but that's a very convoluted <laughs> nine mana board wipe. So a, yeah, it's uh, that's a little sweaty, if you will. <laughs> so this card's coming out at a cool thirty-five cents. I have six of them, so plenty to give. Jiruda Doom of Depths, I think would be really, oh, yeah, really good sure. in this deck. So four colorless Demir Demir, legendary creature, Demon Kraken. And I actually think I have an extra Godzilla version I can give him. Uh, it's a 6-6 six, six, and it does have companion, but we're not going to use it as a companion. It's just going to go into the 99. When Jiruda enters the battlefield, each player puts the top four of their library into their graveyard. Put a creature card with even converted mana cost from among those cards onto the battlefield under your control. So you're basically milling your opponent's 12, you buy four. Lazav will see those things and be able to choose what it would like to become. Plus, you're going to steal any even converted mana cost card from among those. And the cool thing is that since it's all one block of text, even if someone mills a Kozilek, you get Kozilek. Right. Um, you'll be able to get a lot of really good creatures and yeah, you know, the even converted mana cost is kind of a gamble, but yeah. that's where I think it's a slimy card or sorry, it's a, see, we got, uh, it's a sweaty card. It's a little sweaty, sweaty slimy, it's greasy. Like, yeah, it's, it, right, it's, it's right in between. Yeah, because you aren't, it's a 50-50 shot right. that you even get an even converted mana cost. And then on top of that, if you get lands, you still don't get anything. So take that down to like 33% or 30%. And then if it's instant sorceries or enchantments or artifacts or planeswalkers, you don't get any of those as well. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's like a 10 to 15% chance you even get anything <laughs> off of it. But it's just the fact that if you do, it's great. It's a 6-6, six, six, and if the Godfather ever wanted to just make the deck funnier, then he could <laughs> take this out of the 99, make it a companion, and make everything in the deck even CMC, which still works with Madding and Cacophony. Yeah, yeah. Still works with Mindcrank. Um, so still works with I think, uh, Lazav. Yep. And so I think this is that, a... That's pretty important. <laughs> I, I think this is a fun card to put in the deck that even if you whiff, you milled for 12 and you got a 6-6 six, six beater. Hold on. Give me one second because I'm looking at something. 
I think he might be onto something. I think he literally only has to switch nine. He has to switch like less than a third of the deck out to make it all even CMC. There you go. <laughs> I like it. All right, I'm in. I'm I'm in. I'm in for reals. Garuda is awesome. If only I would have ever put the time in to make it a to, 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 to turn it into something. <laughs> All right. Big Tuck, how are you, quote unquote, breaking the budget? Oof, let me tell you. <laughs> uh, I, so I'm going to cut a card. I like these sort of cards because I love modular cards. I like things that give you the choice. Um, some of these are extremely good. I think this is probably one of, if not the weakest. I'm going to cut Demir Charm. Oh, okay. Blue, black, instant. Choose one. Counter target sorcery spell. Destroy, destroy target creature with power two or less. Look at the top three cards of target player's library. Put one back and put the rest in that player's graveyard. A lot of the a lot of the charm spells have at least one mode that is like backbreaking or game winning sure. or something. And I feel with the mirror charm and specific like specifically, they're all just like kind of okay, right? Mm -hmm. It's a bad counter. It's a bad. It's a bad um, doom blade. It's a bad mill, right? Sure. It's just all kind of whatever. So I couldn't help myself with this card, and I'm glad we didn't talk about it yesterday. But again, this is another one of those insane cards that that uh, the Godfather loves, um, and it's coming in at a cool twenty two cents. We are now going to steal people's stuff whenever we want and make them think about what we have. We're putting in Vesuvian Shapeshifter. Three uh -huh. colors blue, blue. As it enters the battlefield or is turned face up, you may choose another creature on the battlefield. If you do, until it is turned face down, it becomes a copy of that creature, except it has, at the beginning of your upkeep, you may turn this creature face down, more for two. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It's genius. It's it's. We know he loves playing with the face down cards. No one in the planet. They're like, okay, I guess he's playing Will Breaker. I guess no one in the planet's ever gonna see this coming when he morphs it. And then he will have the choice to be able to figure out if he wants to copy other spells. It's kind of like a worse version of his commander part two. Unfortunately, I didn't know that you're gonna go with that guy Ruda, and it is. It is odd mana cost, which sucks. Yep. So you can also sub out this for spark double, which I think is oh, better, sure. but also for some reason costs $5 and I wasn't going to pay that for the Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, you guys can definitely tell where Big Tech's friendship lies with the Godfather. I already, can't, can't I already gave up half the deck. <laughs> Three quarters of it even. <laughs> yeah, I, I like this card and I think that's funny. Um, I honestly don't know what I would expect if he played a face down card in this deck. I would, expect, I would, I would expect he's just cheating. <laughs> he's just, so he just turn, lost it. To turn it up, is it five or two? Two. So two to play it face down. Three, and three, three to play it face down. Three to play it face down, it. two to flip it. Wow. So either way, it's five, which I think is kind of yeah. cool, right? Yeah. Um, and again, like there's gonna be a lot of times in the early game where he has nothing else to do. So he might as well just play this as face down and throw everyone else off. Cause they're gonna be like play. I guarantee if we're playing with people like Duff, um, Nathan or Will, um, they're gonna like be playing around this. Cause they think it's like a counter spell or something, right? Cause they have no <laughs> idea what he's gonna do. And he's like, ha, Lanamore elves, turn next turn, something else. <laughs> 
That's so funny. I like it. Um, all right. What no we got, Mr. Combo? Take us home. And uh, I did get him a card that's worth a little bit of money. Uh, I'm not not quite big tuck, but I am gonna have to cut very bad card for this deck. I just Soul of Innistrad. Why is it in here? I don't know. Yeah. Other don't than know. the fact that it has Death <laughs> Touch, I guess. I mean, uh -huh. like hypothetic hypothetically, you can get it where you like return, you mill yourself and get creatures back. But I've but lost do you, with this. You don't. You don't he want has, to get creatures back. He has 20 creatures in his deck. <laughs> yeah. And like, it's uh, it's like, we didn't talk about it. Bangers like Abomination, Archaeomancer. <laughs> uh, oh my uh, God. I wanted to cut Abomination so bad, but I figured he wouldn't let me. Oh, it's so, so good. Danubian it's Horror. So bad. Yes. All right, cut. Yeah. You have, yeah, you so have we're, my we're, full permission. All right, so Soul of Innistrad's four colorless black black creature avatar. It's a mythic, it's a six six. Death touch and it has two effects that both cost three colorless black black. One effect is return up to three target creature cards from your graveyard to your hand. If it was to battlefield, oh, slam dunk. Yeah, Keep it in, incredible. that's a banger. Or you can exile Soul of Innistrad from your graveyard, return up to three target creatures from your graveyard to your hand. I, whatever i'm i'm over it it's not good if, if it actually went to battlefield if it was two creature cards to battlefield it would actually make sense that it was a mythic but there's a reason why it's a mythic and it's 50 cents <laughs> yeah but the card i'm gonna add is a cool 17 dollars whoa whoa you liar you said under five yeah i know is That's there what a I do. version uh there is not <laughs> so We've been talking about how we want our opponents to discard and basically just fill up the graveyard. No card is better than that and scarier and puts Tuck on tilt more than this tin drop. Oh my god, I thought Jin Gataxis Core Augur. Eight colorless <laughs> blue blue legendary creature Praetor. It's a mythic and it's a five four. It has flash, so he can play it at instant speed. At the beginning of your end step, draw seven. Each opponent's maximum hand size is reduced by seven. So he, a lot of times in this deck, is sitting around and doing nothing, or he's just like, I guess I'll play Abomination, even though no one's playing green creatures. <laughs> like, cool. Um, so now he has a reason to hold it back. It's still even CMC, so it works with Jiruta. Gets milled by Jiruta, then it comes out. It gets killed on the spot like it should. Lazov becomes a copy of it. He's always going to have access to this Jin Kataxis, and it does everything his deck wants. It's going to draw him some cards to hopefully actually help the deck win. But then it's going to reduce all your opponent's hand sizes down to A, they aren't going to be able to interact with you. But then the biggest thing is they're going to fill up the graveyard, give Lazov more targets to hopefully uh, become copies of. I mean, sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god come on gotta give more than that so uh, seventeen dollars for a 10 drop that he's never ever gonna cast in a deck that he never plays it's uh, he plays this one but see that's the point this whole month is about you and i helping him make these decks into something that he enjoys playing. Because if you think about it, really the only deck he likes playing is the one we're doing next week, which is Mono Green, mm -hmm. and the one we did last week. Uh, the other two decks is Boros and this one, he doesn't like to play, and it's because they're not good. I'm not convinced he likes to play any of them, I'm gonna be honest. Oh. <laughs> well, and if I'm being honest, we're at the end of the episode, and as promised, here's some details about our giveaway from our sponsor, Level One Game Shop. We're giving away both Commander Legends 
Legend Commander decks to enter. It's super simple. Just help promote the content we produce. You get an entry for every interaction you do with us on social media and becoming a part of our patron community. We will announce the winner on MTG Action 4 News January 5th and social media soon after. And yes, these giveaways will happen every month. Could be some pre-cons like this. I know last month our, our winner got a couple Commander Legend uh, collector boosters and the foil pack, uh, which was pretty cool. Hopefully he uh, pulls a jeweled lotus full art foil because that would Ooh. just make me uh, get real jealous. I didn't take that one out of the bag and Very replace upset. it with one of the ones that I bought. Uh, but it'll just depend on what our sponsor Level One Gaming can provide. But you know, to help us grow and help our community grow, please leave us some positive feedback on whatever consumption platform, whether it's YouTube or a podcast. Uh, it really does help the uh, analytics and algorithms reach other people like yourself to join the collective. Um, if you would like to reach out to us and of course, ask questions about the contest or our content, here's how you can do that. You can reach me at Mr. Combo number five on Twitter. I'll spell that except for the five. Big Tuck, where can they reach you? I have actually, I have re-downloaded Twitter to my phone because I needed Whoa. to, I know I needed to uh, get messages about streaming and that sort of thing. So I am on there at Big Tuck tweeting on the Twitterverse. You heard it here first. Big Tuck needs Twitter. Needs it, he said. I still hate it, but here we are. <laughs> You can reach our main account at CMD Tower on Twitter as well. Uh, we also have a website, cmdtower.com slash BNBE70, where Big Tuck will have the Godfather deck list posted and the full article accompanying this. Basically, if you just type into the Googles Control Magic, Mind Rake, and Discovery Dispersal, tower.com will come up. Squeamy McGee, if people want to find out how to get a hold of your Manolith commentary, how would they do that? Oh, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram at Rich Chaos Records. You can find me. It's uh, DeerSquee at cmdtower.com. That's email. Love it. Uh, keep hitting me with those questions. They've all come from email. Every single one of them. So both of you can also suck it. Uh, you can find me at Dear Squee on Twitter. Uh, now you can find me. Uh, I'm doing Pack Cracks. Squeeze Pack Crack. They're on YouTube. There's a lot of them coming up here soon. So uh, stay tuned. Go to our YouTube channel at CMD Tower and subscribe to that. So you'll get some notifications when you can watch me open some packs for other people. It's going to be great. I love it. Also, if you want to send me packs or you want me to open a booster box, whatever the hell, Maybe you like hearing my voice, or maybe you think I'm lucky. I don't know. Send them to me. I'll open them. It'll be a blast. I'll put them in some sleeves if they're nice. If they're not nice and you don't want them, I'll throw them in the garbage, and then I'll send them all back to you. It'll be great. Anyways, uh, that's where you can find me. More content coming soon. Yeah, he does handle all audio needs for the channel. And hey, if you guys want to hire uh, him and his company, Rich Chaos Records, you should do it. He can help you out uh, virtually. And if you do come in person, masks are required shoe thongs optional Ooh, like it not calling them flip flops they're shoe thongs little toe i don't even know if you need the shoe because you can just call them thongs but but if i said that people would get real weird any any way any way you want it there has to be some toe cleave at rich chaos records yeah let's talk about maybe maybe we'll call them big toe thongs big toe Toe thongs God. It's <laughs> good. That's really good. Another way that you could support us is actually head over to that Patreon we talked about. Patreon.com slash CMD Tower. We have the four different pledge levels uh, to where, like, even for $5, you can join Squeeze Choir and get the cool Squee McGee. Uh, 
sit and tight, get up and fight coin designed Correct. by Marketing Ross. Um, mm -hmm. To even for twenty five bucks, getting a CMD Tower playmat, hundred pack of matte sleeves, the coin, the Big Tuck Gold Monarch token, and the Mister Combo Number Five Reminder token. Because let me tell you, I forget triggers left and right, and that thing has saved my mm -hmm. bacon. I yeah. also have to say, now with this new set, the Monarch token is so very relevant. Yes, I've used it Ooh. several times. There I used you go. it on stream a couple weeks ago. As well as each tier does give additional entries into those monthly giveaways. Um, and if you can't support us from a monthly perspective, but would still like to pick up some of that cool swag, just head over to our store, cmdtower.com slash merch. We have everything on there. If you have questions, we do have it linked to Facebook, or you can just shoot us a Twitter question and we'll get back to you as soon as possible. And of course, thinking into Pink Royal for the music provided in the episode. So Big Tuck, we're at the end of week two of White Elephant Month with The Godfather with Lazav's Thrift Shop. A, how do you feel the uh, deck could perform with some of the bottle cappings? And B, how do you like that name? I feel like it's very appropriate. The name was great. Awesome job. Your, your, your naming, your deck naming skills are awesome. Way better than I could have done on the fly. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know about this deck. I don't know about any of these decks. Um, I don't know about life. Yeah, I'm I don't just... know about life. I'm just floating. I'm just floating aimlessly here. No. Um. I wish that I could have played in pods to see this deck run out a little bit longer. Um. But I think doing the cuts that were. I think. I think like you. Like you made mention at the top of the cast. Doing the cuts that we're doing. Just doing some cuts at all. Mm -hmm. I think we'll help smooth the deck out. We'll make it a little bit more fun to play. Maybe maybe help the Godfather see the, the through line between point one and point two a little easier. Yeah, I agree. And I think the biggest thing is, look, each episode, we're doing six total cuts uh, from the deck. So that's, you know, 6% of the deck is getting changed out. So it's not going to completely change the deck overnight. It's not going to be something where we give it back to him and he's like, I don't even recognize this anymore. It's just completely foreign. <laughs> Where's my abomination? <laughs> but, but it should be one of those things to where each game, he hopefully will see a new card and be like, oh, well, that's that's kind of cool. Let's let's give that a shot and see see what happens. Right. Um, and hopefully, him seeing this fresh blood injected into the decks uh, will actually make him more excited to where he doesn't just play mono green and uh, Kadena uh, surprise party. He'll actually want to play all four <laughs> of the decks that he has. Yeah, definitely. Um, and again, hopefully, I'll be able to play with him again. It's been since uh, we were over at your place since I got to play with him. Well, I'm sure he misses playing with you, too. <laughs> and on that inappropriate note, bye-bye. <laughs>